Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ultra Hope Girls podcast. We are so excited because today we're going to be talking about what we think the Myers-Briggs types for all of the characters in the first game are. Just so you all know, this podcast is going to spoil the entirety of Trigger Happy Havoc. We're so excited you're joining us here today, and we can't wait to get into the episode. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. And I'm Caroline. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. Welcome to the Dong and Rumpa Podcast. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. Hey guys! Hey! Welcome back to... I'm so excited for this episode. I know. Me too. Just some background for you all out there. Marin and Maddie and I, when we were in middle school and high school, we were obsessed with Myers-Briggs. Like, (laughs) we know so much about it. It's absurd. The Myers-Briggs personality test is a personality test that breaks each person's personality into four separate letters. So the first letter in Myers-Briggs is E versus I, which stands for extrovert versus introvert. An extrovert tends to get their energy from other people. They tend to be um, outgoing and sociable, comfortable in groups, whereas an introvert tends to get their energy from their kind of inner world, and they might prefer to be alone in general. So the next letter is sensing slash observant or intuitive, um, and I'm going to quote the Myers-Briggs Foundation's website. Sensing perception pays attention to details and current realities, while intuition, N, perception pays attention to meanings, patterns, and future possibilities. So in this category, you could be either an S or an N. For the next letter, we've got T or F, which relates to how people make decisions. T stands for thinking and F stands for feeling. Um, T's tend to make decisions based on logic and facts, whereas F's tend to make decisions based on their feelings. And the last letter is either a J or a P, and J's tend to be more organized and think in a more black and white manner, whereas P's are a little bit more flexible, a little more spontaneous, and they tend to think more in the gray area. J stands for judging, and P stands for perceiving. All right, so uh, our first one, I guess, is Sayaka, yeah. Yeah. So for Sayaka, I have ESFP. Let's see. Oh, me too! Yes! Because ESFP (laughs) is the performer. Yes! Yeah, yeah. Actually, on Marin's suggestion, I went to 16personalities.com and kind of looked up what the combinations are. The the ESFP um, on that website is the entertainer. Yeah. (laughs) I I think, Maddie, do you also have ESFP? So it's funny because I actually don't. Um, I had ISFP. Because I think Sayaka has a quieter side, and um, I can kind of see her being more of an introvert than an extrovert. Um, ISFP is called the adventurer, and so it says that a person, an ISFP person, is spontaneous, colorful, creative, but can sometimes be unpredictable. Um, I have a quote from there that says, ISFPs enjoy connecting with others and have a certain irresistible charm. Um, but can also become self-centered and act with selfishness, manipulation, and egoism. And so I think that kind of describes her really well because of, you know, what she ended up doing, trying to frame Makoto and whatnot. She definitely has that kind of manipulative side. You know, Maddie, I agree with you, I think, actually. Yeah. So the, the reason that I put E instead of I was because I think that she's a quiet extrovert. Because, I mean, she walks right up to Makoto and says, like, hey, like, don't I know you from somewhere? Like, she's not, like, 
really hesitant to meet people and she doesn't like really hold back her opinion. She's just more quiet about how she goes about it. I think that the character description you found is, is very accurate, but I don't know something about her just made me feel like she was extrovert. I will also say when figuring out her type, the I and the E was actually the toughest category for me to figure out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's okay that we don't agree on that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, are we ready to, yeah. to rock and roll? I love it. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Am I right, folks? Love rock and roll. Okay, so I love Leon. I'm sorry. (laughs) You all know that. Um, For no particular good reason. But what's funny is I actually had ESFP for Leon. ESFP and the entertainer. You did. Yeah, I did as well. I have ISFP. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I think he is what maddie described more than sayaka is in my opinion really okay yes because he's he is like really cool and laid back but he's not like sayaka like Marin said at the very beginning where she's like hey buddy middle school you know he he is like oh hey man like what's up and he's very cool um but he doesn't seek attention outside of that like esfps are constantly like seeking attention to put on a show and he is not like that at all he i think he's an introvert but he wants to be a rock star like he does though that's his goal is to entertain people yeah well i will say (laughs) you guys like most actors and performers out there are introverts that is that is true he does he does like the limelight though i do think he does and i also found some from 16 personalities a little bit more about the entertainer i found some things that i think were just spot on for him it says that they are often so focused on immediate pleasures that they neglect the duties and responsibilities that make those luxuries possible. That's a quote from that site. And so that made me just think of how he literally never goes to baseball practice. You know, he, he's not the most responsible person. And I, that just totally made me think of him. Yeah, there was a line from that site that said, life is never boring around them. And that was what really made me pick him because he is constantly changing everything he wants to do. Yeah, and I think also, again, like same with Sayaka, ironically, I had the toughest time with I and E with him. The rest of it I I was pretty sure about because like he definitely acts on his feelings. He's definitely an S. (laughs) Like he's definitely like a, like is focusing on what's happening right now kind of person. Um, and then a hundred percent a P. And so like, because ISFPs can actually lean toward being more outgoing, it's a little difficult. It was difficult for me to kind of determine. Right. I think also I's and E's are hard because I think a lot of people get stuck around the idea that introverts have to be quiet and extroverts have to be loud. And that's not yeah. the case, um, which made it a little bit challenging for some of these even um, that we haven't talked about. Um, all right. So next is Chihiro. I had a very, very hard time. Okay, me too. (laughs) I kind of did as well. But I have a very strong stance on why I picked the type that I picked for him. I think Chihiro is an ISFJ. Hmm, And here is why. I'm going to read you a quote from the 16 Personalities website that made me be like, this is Chihiro. Um, And my partner helped me out with this. So um, he definitely backed me up (laughs) in my thoughts. Though sensitive, defenders, which is what they're called, they're called defenders, have excellent analytical abilities. Though reserved, they have well-developed people skills and robust social relationships. And though they are um, generally a conservative type, 
ISFJs are often receptive to change and new ideas. As with so many things, people with the ISFJ personality type are more than the sum of their parts, and it is the way they use their strengths that defines who they are. I, I was debating between like T and S and N and with with um with him because it's like a certain combination of those letters wouldn't work, but this combination for me still captures the analytical side of the programmer, but also the emotional side of of him. I like that a lot actually. I actually my um the one that I had for him was INFP, which is the mediator, but I wasn't so sure about it. I, I don't think Chihiro is an INFP. I don't think he's an N. You know what I mean? Like I think he's really sweet and and caring um and in a way can see the bigger picture. But I think that a lot of what he does, like as far as like choosing to change himself and making the AI for them, like I think a lot of that is like him taking the facts of what's happening right now and then moving forward with what is happening. So what's interesting is I actually had an N as well. Um, I put Chihiro as an INTJ. Um, I really liked your description, Caroline. Um, I know, Maddie, that is my type. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked your description, Caroline. Um, The reason that I would support an N over an S um, is that debatably by making that AI, he was thinking of the bigger picture. He wasn't thinking of just himself in those moments like, oh, I hope I can use this computer because he was making an AI of himself that he didn't need to be there to use. But yeah, I, I liked your description a lot, actually. Um, I that Chihiro was the one that I had the hardest time with by far. The only thing I liked about INTJ was that they have a plan for everything, um, which really reminded me of that AI because he had a plan even if he wasn't there to help. All right. All right. Up, Up next. next. We got Mondo. Oh, I had yeah. a really hard time with Mondo. I was very surprised with my result. Oh, no. I'm... <laughs> I got ENFJ, um, which is mine. Um, <laughs> and I was like, huh. Because what I did when I did these characters is I went column by column. And then after all of the things were filled in, I looked at what I had gotten. This was a surprise, but ENFJs, um, we take on the emotions of other people around us. Um, and I kind of think that he did that in that with Chihiro's like really strong emotion to try and improve, like he kind of felt that and that was too much to handle and he is an inspiring charismatic leader like as the leader of a biker gang um he obviously knows how to like mesmerize a group um and yeah like he just kind of takes control of the room when he walks in and so I kind of see it I don't know I'm curious what you guys got I had a hard time with Mondo actually and but hearing your description of that I really like that description I think that might fit well I had him down as um definitely an FJ, but I, the first two letters I struggled with, and I thought that he might be more of an introvert than an extrovert. He's very assertive, and he can be, like, loud, but I don't necessarily think he's an extrovert, because I I feel like I could see him being kind of a more, like, lone wolf kind of guy, and so I didn't know, I was flip-flopping that, and I actually didn't, like, really choose one for him, because I was having such a hard time, but I also really like your description. You're the, um, the ENFJ, right, is what you said, and that, I believe the label for that, according to 16 Personalities, is, ironically, the protagonist. So, I 
have a little bit of a different take on this. I have him as an ESFP, let me explain myself. So I have him as an S, and I was pretty sure about that because S's tend to be the kind of people who um, are often based on vocal promises. They are the people who listen to words and take them at face value. And so since his character, a lot of his character is based around like promises, words exchanged, words made, that was why I leaned S to him. I was also debating a P, a between J and P, but the reason why I ended up picking P is as a whole, ESFJ didn't feel right to me. He also, he's a little bit of a performer, like he, he like in a more masculine way, like he puts on a mask of like what he is and like constantly seeks attention. And that's a big part of the ESFP description. Yeah, that, that's why I said that for him. I think that the S is interesting for the N. I'm trying to remember why I picked N, but like, I don't think that it's a mask. I think that that is who he is. Like that aggressive, like overly masculine person is his personality. I wonder though, because is it kind of in between? Is it not necessarily a mask, but it's not also, it's also not his authentic self because we do understand that like, we do realize that he is trying so hard to like, to become like the strongest man that he can and like that's so important to him because he's trying to escape his own weakness we learn about in chapter two like and and I wonder if it is kind of not necessarily putting on a show but trying to overcompensate for a weakness that he feels he has. Another thing I will just throw in here I think N and S are a difficult combo to pick because it is so based on someone's thought process Right. That And sometimes people don't show what their thought process is. But I could also, so meeting halfway for a second, I was just thinking, I could really see him being an ENFP. Um, because ENFP, the description is, a, is uh, the campaigner. They tend to be leaders that people follow because they're very, like, attractive and charismatic. And they, like, put on a, sh- a like, not a show. I, I, I say that because he can be kind of like, ah, I'm Mondo. Um <laughs> But I think that that would, might be a good way to meet halfway. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think that's He's good. He's an enigma. <laughs> oh my he God, is. No. What a mystery, He man. was hard for me to figure out. All right. I think next is te- technically Taka. I, if okay. we don't all agree on this, I'm going to be very surprised. <laughs> Do we want to just go around and say what we have? Because I, I, think, I think we know what he is. Marin. Oh, no. I'm worried. You made me worried that I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> There's no right or wrong. It's all good. It's it's everyone's personal takes, but, but I would be okay. very surprised. I said ESTJ. Me too. Okay. What? Wait, no, I didn't say that. What? <laughs> he is such an ESTJ. He is the textbook definition of an ESTJ. So the ESTJ is the executive, and I can see that. But I also I said ESFJ because I think he's an F. I mean, personally, even just seeing his like friendship with Mondo and how he was just so like loyal and so like dedicated and was just crushed after like what happened to Mondo like I can see him being an F but also the ESFJ is the console and um for that personality what I got from from 16 personalities is um responsible altruistic leadership is really important and I also found this is um a quote that I found under that I was like oh my goodness it's literally Taka and it says people with console personality types will base their moral compass on established traditions and laws upholding authority and rules what do you guys so he to me is such a t 
um, because that thing with Mondo is the only time that he ever like really flops to an F. And if you see in the scenes right after that, like he loses his mind in the next scene. Um, and I that's think true. that that's because for the first time, the ultimate moral compass didn't act morally. Um, but mm. throughout, like when we, when we had our episode where we picked people for each other, um, we all eliminated Taka because he only saw in black and white. And that is a T thinker to a T to be. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Also, I just think it's hilarious how he is like the ultimate moral compass, right? In the anime, he's the ultimate hall monitor. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my oh god. Oh my goodness. So yeah, they really funny. flip everything. All right, are we yeah. ready to move on? Yeah. Okay, Hufumi. This is a little weird for me. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I had a hard time with this one too. Okay, I got one. Um, and I have a defense for it. Um, okay. I had ESFJ. And my reason being, ESFJs, okay, so something, listeners, if you don't already know this about the three of us, we do not like Hifumi. We are not <laughs> fans of Hifumi. But um, if we take that out, <laughs> yeah, if we take that out, Hifumi is extraordinarily caring and he is social. He talks to people all the time. And like, if you take away the fact that he's kind of disgusting, he would be popular. He's always eager to help. Like, I mean, think about how he is with Celeste. Like he, yeah. That is so funny. The reason I laughed when you said ESFJ is because, I mean, like I said, I had a hard time with this too. So I don't know, but I literally had all the exact opposite letters <laughs> INTP as like a oh. question mark one because <laughs> oh I wasn't sure and I was like um so correct me if I'm not pronouncing this right but the website says the INTP is the logician logician not sure like logic based inventiveness and creativity it says on there a unique perspective and vigorous intellect and like he actually can be kind of smart he does point some things out during the trials that people are all like huh that's a good point like he made the connection with the things with the handbooks in chapter two. And like, he says some things that are kind of smart sometimes. <laughs> it's terrible that that's like my only reasoning for like, oh, he could be this because occasionally he is smart. <laughs> but, um, but he's also creative. Like his art is super important to him. And like, I can kind of see that working, but that's, that's so funny that we literally had all the exact opposite letters. I feel that's like very it's, funny. It's, it's hard because Hifumi is just a total caricature of a person. And yeah. so it's it's hard to find, like, a genuine personality for him. So I had ISFJ. So I had the same as Marin except an introvert. And the only reason I said, I just think, I think he is an introvert. Um, but, but ISFJs tend to also still be, like, they still establish social connections most of the time. Like, some of them can be kind of quiet, but, like, they still have that. And I said J because it's very clear he sort of has, like, a very, like, a sense of duty that I think, like, especially, like, taking on the trash person responsibility which he is a trash person but yeah all right celeste oh man celeste. i had the toughest time i was split on almost every letter with her <laughs> really wow yes. i actually had trouble with the individual letters too but once i kind of settled on one and i read the the description from 16 personalities i was like oh this is this is celeste I said ESTP, and that on um, 
the 16 personalities website is called the entrepreneur and um, it talks about adaptability flexibility um, it says out of all the 16 personality types this is the one that most loves risk taking gambling um, enjoys drama passion and pleasure um, and it also says this is a quote to entrepreneurs it makes more sense to use their own moral compass than someone else's rules were made to be broken okay so i had istj um and the reason that I don't agree with yours, Maddie, before I go into mine, um, is that you mentioned adaptability. And I know throughout the first couple of cases, she's like, we just have to adapt. Like those who can't adapt will die. But then she says before her death that she was lying about that. She was like, of course, that doesn't make sense. Like, of course, we have to get out of here. Like, that's all like not true. And so she's not really willing to adapt, which is why I don't know that I agree with yours. Um, for me, I said ISTJ because that group of people, they're practical and they're fact-minded, which is a lot of times what gamblers are. Like, I think a misconception about gambling is that gamblers are taking risks. They are, but they also are very skilled. Like, those players are counting cards. They know the odds of them winning. It is all a very mathematical science. And, like, there is luck in it, but those players aren't just taking risks and hoping for the best. For, about the adaptability thing, though, I almost think that her, you know, her manipulative, manipulativeness and her lying about that and then becoming the black and trying to get out, I almost feel like that is a form of adaptability because she's like, we're in this killing game. The only way to get out of the killing game is to do this. So I'm going to do this. But as far as the, um, I can't, I can't see her as an ISTJ just because I think she has a charisma that ISTJs don't typically have. I'm going to agree with that, Maddie, especially like the charisma thing that you said. So, okay, <laughs> hear me out. I said, okay, I had a really tough time. I was between um, E and I a lot. I was between N and S a lot. I had the T and the P pretty solidly in there because I don't, I think that P's tend to have like a sort of like their, their flexibility makes them attractive to people depending on what the other letters are. And I think that she, that fits her very well. So I was pretty sure on the last two I went with, I was debating my, I think the biggest debate I had was between E and I, I went with I N T P and let me just read you. This is why I picked this type. This type is called the logician. The logician personality type is fairly rare, making up only 3% of the population, which is definitely a good thing for them as there's nothing they'd be more unhappy about than being common. Logicians pride themselves in their inventiveness and creativity, their unique perspective and vigorous intellect. Um, yeah, poker is a numbers game, but it's also a people game in a lot of ways. And like, I think part of me feels like she needs to have the big picture analysis in order to be good at poker, especially if she has the N combined with the T that covers both of those things. So she could still be like, since she's a logical uh, analytical thinker, there's that color there with all, with also the in intuitive part of that. What's interesting is the, the ISTP, right? That's what you guys were talking about. INTP. If that's the logician, um, the one I picked is the logistician. Um, and I just think that's a little funny because we literally, it like that is such a small difference in personality. For me, it's the more analytical. And like you said, it's the more personal. But I do feel actually really strongly that she's an introvert. That okay. was never a question to me. Um, I, I, I just felt that. like she just 
didn't seem to need people. And that's not like introverts are angry, like cold, alone people, but like she didn't need people to be happy. And a lot of extroverts struggle when they don't have people to be with. And like, that's true. yeah, that's kind of where I was at. She's very independent. Another thing that also drew me to the INTP where I'm at with that um, is I have an ex-girlfriend who was an INTP and she very much like, in a weird way, like the, the aura reminds me of Celeste. She's not Celeste at all, but like, that's kind of part of what influenced that. Like when I was on the fence, I was like, INTP, I think just, I, I have to go with that. I um, like that. I like that a lot, actually. All right. So next is R.I.P. Sakura. my life actually maddie's love of her life (laughs) okay i I actually had one that i was pretty confident about um i'm curious to see if you guys got the same thing um but i put sakura as an infj which is caroline's type um me too i have her as an infj yes i'm very close i had her as an isfj Okay. okay ISFJ is the defender, which we talked about a little bit earlier, but I thought the description of the defender fits Sakura really, really well. It says, um, very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. I like, I feel like that's just, that's Sakura. The reason I picked INFJ, which is the advocate, is because um, the description for that was quiet and mystical, yet very inspiring and tireless idealist. That's true and- as well. Sakura, like between the S and the end, I think Sakura thinks very big picture. Like she has had a dream for a long time and it is family based for generations. And I think her thinking spans a lot further beyond now, um, especially considering her death. You know, she she is not thinking then and now. She is thinking for the group, like in the long term, you know, how will this affect? I also want to say like, um, being an INFJ for a very long time, I didn't think I was an INFJ because on websites and stuff, they tend to be described as like just very special gems of human beings that are like have, have such a unique combination of like caring, but also drive. And like, they're very just mysterious in a weird way. And that just, I, that also speaks to me for Sakura. I think that, oh man, Wow, she I love her. I'm honored to be in the same her like category. I can see that. Maddie, you and Caroline have to date now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo! All right, guys. Uh we're gonna be back with more Myers Briggs right after the break. Hey guys, before we take our break, I just wanted to come on here and let you know that we have actually been able to start a Patreon. Thanks to you all, our first month has been incredibly successful and we're so thankful to have you guys as listeners because we're just three friends who are really passionate about Danganronpa and we are so glad that we are actually able to create content for you guys. So if you are able to support us financially, we would so appreciate it. And our Patreon subscriptions come with some awesome perks. So we're going to talk to you about those right now. So the first option for donations is $2 a month, and that makes you a reserve course donor. And this will actually give you some early access to some of our episodes, as well as some Patreon-exclusive extras, including bloopers from our podcast, um, possibly some deleted scenes that we had to cut for time, silly videos that we've made, including reactions to us playing the games, and more. 
If you donate $5 per month, you are a first year student donor. And in addition to all of the things that Maddie said, you will also get added to a patrons only Discord server. Um, you will have double entries in any future giveaways that we do, and you will receive a free MP3 of our music. All right, so at $10 a month, you are the ultimate donor. That means you are a su super high school level donor. And these donors, in addition to everything that has just been said, you also get to be part of Caroline's book club via Zoom. So that means book club with the IRL high school literary girl. And you also get to have live Discord chats with us and get to hang out. And it'll be super fun. Maybe we could play some of the games together. Maybe have fun like Jackbox game nights. It'll be really fun. So the money that you would be donating would help us be able to create more content for you guys. We'll be able to go to conventions and meet you guys, create merch, and maybe have more special guests on our podcast. So thank you very much in advance. And we're so glad to have you guys as listeners. And we can't wait to have you as supporters as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, so we're back, baby. Let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> Junko. Yeah. We're doing, uh, just so everybody knows, we're doing Mastermind Junko, not um, Fashionista Junko. Yes, and we're skipping Mukuro just because we don't really know anything about her at all, so we can't really personality type her. All right, so for Junko, um, I did ESTP, and I actually have a very big defense for that. Um, but yeah, do you want me, I'll, I'll just go into it, I guess. Um, so ESTPs are smart, energetic, and very perceptive people who enjoy living on the edge. There is a quote in uh, 16 Personalities that says, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And that to me is Junko because Junko is smart and very perceptive, like very much understands what's going on and knows how to control people. She is energetic. I mean, think about all of her different personalities and she enjoys living on the edge. I mean, she has created a crazy scenario um, just to try and cause people pain. And like that, yeah, like she's said before that like living a life where it's boring and nothing's happening isn't worth anything. I, so you, you said, um, you said ESTP, which is the entrepreneur, and that's actually the one, the personality I chose for Celeste, but I can see it working for Junko as well. I mean, me personally, I actually chose ENTJ for Junko, which is the commander. It talks about um, charisma and confidence, but it also says commanders are also characterized by an often ruthless level of rationality, using their drive, determination, and sharp minds to achieve whatever end they've set for themselves. They can be dominant, relentless, and unforgiving, and they have a core tenet of ultimate victory, which I think describes Junko very, very well. I mean, considering she's the mastermind of the whole thing, obviously she has that kind of dominant, obviously dominant, relentless, and unforgiving, I think just describes her perfectly. You know, ultimate despair, ultimate victory for her, that is despair. Um, and it, she also is really, really smart. She does have a really sharp mind. She is really analytical. and 
she will stop at nothing to get what she wants. So I actually have the same one as Maddie. Um, and the reason why I picked S or N over S for her is because the NT personality pairing, we've talked about this earlier in the episode with somebody else, is able to have that like very objective analytical mind, but they have the big picture thinking that I think it would take to make something like this happen. And I think J for her, only because I was between INTP and INTJ, and I went with INTJ um, again because without that level of like being able to like execute a plan, I don't think that this could have worked in a weird way. I mean, I but Marin, I do. I have to say, like after hearing your your argument, I agree with a lot of points that you brought up. Um, so I understand why you said yeah. what you said. <laughs> No, I really like the one you guys came up with. The reason that I did the SP combination is because for me, I took Junko to be a character who is very willing to make changes along the way. But I I really like actually your points Um, and Maddie, especially um, your first description that said like the drive to victory, like that to me was really strong. All right. So next, why don't we go ahead and jump right into doing Hero. Um, just because I think he's probably objectively our least favorite out of the people who end up surviving. So <laughs> I um, actually just realized that I didn't even write anything about him. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, oh, I didn't even come up with his type. I said ENFP. Okay. I said, I said ISFP, which is, um, the adventurer, which is something we were talking about with Sayaka as well as Leon, but I, I just don't know. So I didn't come up with one for him. I'm realizing <laughs> That shows you how much I like uh, Hero. Oh, no. But I would definitely, between uh, I and E, I would pick E. Um, he seems like a very much, uh, very much like a person who wants to connect with other spirits. Um, like, not to spirits. make a joke about his uh, <laughs> profession, but yeah. Um, I, I'll just say, I think the FP Maddie and I agree on. The only reason I said N is because, again, for ESFP versus ENFP, like the descriptions, I felt. I don't know, like, he, there's something about him needing to be able to see the bigger picture, even though he's kind of an idiot. Ends aren't necessarily <laughs> smart either. You know what I mean? Like, one isn't smarter than the other or better than the other. But I think right. that he is an N in the way where, like, when he is thinking about things, he's obviously thinking in big, broad, abstract terms because that's what he does. <laughs> I would also now, say a lot of people who are... Um, not that he's religious, but a lot of people who are more religious or more spiritual tend to be N's over S's because you're always thinking of that other reality, that other dimension. And he is the one who is constantly thinking about stuff like that. Okay. So why don't we do Makoto? Okay. I had him as an INFP and I was thinking it might also be possible that he's an ENFP, but, um, I kind of wasn't sure for him. I had ENFP. I had ENFJ, but I was between P and J. So I am more um, likely to agree with Marin. Um, the, um, the reason that I picked P instead of J, I actually kind of wanted to pick J for him just because it's the protagonist. I was like, yeah. I was like come on, that's perfect. <laughs> but I don't think he's a J. I think he's a P. He is very disorganized. Um, he doesn't lock his door. He yep. like I was gonna say. he's <laughs> like he does not know how to keep organized. And so I really just don't think he's a J. And the ENFP type is 
the campaigner, which is also a type of protagonist, and the description for an ENFP is an enthusiastic, creative, and sociable free spirit who can always find a reason to smile. And that is Makoto. I mean, the ultimate hope. He is smiling constantly. I mean, he's like <laughs> a bubble of joy. And like, yeah. I agree with I, that. I agree with you, Maren. I think, I think we can, I, I, I've changed my tune. I think he, <laughs> you, know, you know, is, um, if this works as like kind of a transition, I actually chose ENFP for Hina as well for those very same reasons that you Me just too. said, Maren. I also picked ENFP for Hina. And um, what's interesting about Hina is, let's talk about Hina and Sakura as a pair. Um, something interesting about Myers-Briggs is that good relationships tend to have the same inner like letters and different uh, outside letters um, because that mm. means your communication style is the same style is the same and your outsides can complement one another and kind of help to like keep each other calm keep each other like progressing um, yeah. and what's interesting is the type that I picked for Sakura fits that for um, Hina if she is an ENFP um, since I have Sakura as an INFJ so for Hina, I mean, it's almost the same reason that I had for Makoto. She is enthusiastic, creative, and a sociable free spirit who can always find a reason to smile. Mine is very different because, um, as we've said on this podcast before, Marin has a friend who reminds me a lot of Hina. And I happen to know her Myers-Briggs personality type. And I went through and I made sure I agreed that it matched Hina, but I think I do. And I have my reasoning. I think she is an ESFJ. I think that she is an S over an N because she is very much like the, her positivity. I think Makoto's posi- positivity comes from hope and comes from a, a future. And hers is like, we're never going to like improve if we keep acting like this. We need to like, just, you know, like be happy. Like don't, you know what I mean? I, I, it's like different. It's from a different vein for me. I also am very strongly, I think she is a J. I don't think that you can be an athlete and not have a very specific J schedule. Like she's always at breakfast early, if not on time, she's always, you know what I mean? So I do not really think she's a a P. I think she could be an ENFJ, um, definitely, but I don't, I do not think that she is a P in my opinion. So the reason that I thought she was a P over a J is like, I disagree about being an athlete and needing to have a schedule. Um, I, I know a lot like, of athletes who do not I have a schedule. And um, for some yeah, of her Leon. free time events, um, she, cause I hung out with Hina a couple times. She was like, Hey, you want to like go run in the halls right now? And it's like, that wasn't planned. She wasn't going to do that anyways. She just kind of went for it and like went off um, for the S and the N. I kind of see what you're saying. But I guess I just don't think it's that different of a vein. Um, She's always like, we just have to stick together and we'll make it out in the end. And like that to me is thinking big picture um, versus right here and now, like these are the facts. Someone just died. Like we need to be scared versus it's a fine. Like we we just got to like work together. I agree that that she's a P more so than a J, even though she is an athlete. I think that she just has such a spontaneous streak and she's just such a free spirit that um that is more kind of an important side of her rather than being like disciplined so especially also with the donuts because if she yeah. like, <laughs> like if she was sticking to rules i don't think that would be a huge part of her trait <laughs> <laughs> she breaks the the midnight rule at one point or the no going out at nighttime rule at one point to go to the cafeteria and get donuts i'm pretty Me sure too, girl honestly <laughs> honestly relatable <laughs> i also my reason why i picked S as well is Sakura 
being an N. And I think that when it's revealed that Sakura is the traitor, Hina's like, it's okay. Like, like she is very, like, in the way she reacts in that moment is very, like, and I only remember this from the anime, so I don't know how it differs from the game, again, and I have that disadvantage um, when we talk about these things, especially later, but it, it's, like, Sakura's over here, like, Hina, you don't understand, like, this, I feel terrible that I've hurt you, and this is, like, bigger than just, like, forgiving me, and, and I think that that is the first time in their relationship that we see that difference in the way that they think. Mm-hmm. That, those are my thoughts. Do I want to talk about Toko next? Okay, so Toko, I am a little worried. I mean, not worried. I don't think I'm going to have the same one as you guys. Um, This was one that I had a really tough time with, a really, really tough time. And the description of the person that I ended up with, it differs a little bit from Toko. But Toko, I got ISFJ. And the reason that I got that, the character description says, very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. And for Toko, she is not warm. I mean, that was the (laughs) biggest problem I had with this description is she comes across like she's more like jittery, like you've taken a bowl of water and like, like, I don't know, put a whisk through it than warm. But like, (laughs) she, yeah, she's always ready to defend her loved ones. Her loved one is Byakuya. <laughs> I mean, she would defend him till the day she dies. Um, and that was kind of how I got to that. Yeah, this one I really had to go letter by letter. And I, I, I really could not find an overall description that felt right for her really in any of the categories. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, because she's definitely an introvert. She's definitely an S. She's definitely a, an F. She makes her decisions completely based on her feelings. And like, she is definitely a J. But honestly, like, yeah, that's all. I disagree about her being an S. I actually put her down as an INFJ, which Caroline, that's your personality yes, type, which I was me. like, that's so perfect because Caroline is Toko. But INFJ, the advocate, she's reserved. She is, um, but she's also creative and imaginative. And that is a description of the advocate as well as I think just matches an N rather than an S in general more just because she is she's a novelist. She's a creative writer. You know, she goes into like these inner worlds and like kind of just creates those things. And I, I, I just, for me, that seems, that feels more of an N than an S. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I just thought it was so perfect. I was like, I actually went through the letters and I was like, okay, I think she's an INFJ. And then I was like, wait, that's Caroline's personality type. That just felt so perfect to me. But, um, there's also something it said on 16 personalities where it said something about like, they can pursue their passion to an extent where they end up neglecting their self-care and end up stressed and exhausted. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Not only does that really describe Toko. I mean, she literally Not only does that really describe Toko, but it really describes me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like that's, um, I think it, it speaks to a lot that you two have in common. And I think obviously you are like a much more stable individual <laughs> and a much <laughs> nicer person. But yeah, I do think you have a lot in common. And, and for me, that description, that description matched Toko really well for me. So I'll just say that, so I did actually, I was between INFJ and ISFJ for her. And the reason why I went with ISFJ is I literally was like, okay, all the positive things these websites are going to say will not fit her because she is just so a bundle of weaknesses. (laughs) And so (laughs) I went to the strengths and weaknesses tab and compared the INFJ and ISFJ weaknesses. Mm. And here is ISFJ. So hear these out. I'm skipping the first one because it doesn't fit her at all. It's humble and shy. She's not humble. She is shy. Um, Takes things too personally. Represses Mm. their feelings overloads themselves, reluctant to change, 
too altruistic. Yeah, Maybe not that reason, last one, but those middle ones, yeah, for sure. The reason I picked S over N, I mean, N is that big picture, and I just don't think she sees that. Um, I think that she's very much the here and now. What is she feeling right now, and how is she going to act on that? I don't think she's like, huh, over the past few months, Biaki has been a little mean to me, you know? <laughs> he's, she's like, oh my goodness, right now he is speaking to me, and like, this is great. Um, yeah, so I, I think she's very much a here and now, especially um, actually because of her alter personality, um, because she can't live big picture because she's missing almost half of her memories. Um, I don't true. think that being an N is an option for her. But hey, interesting conversation. She's a definitely a toughie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I I'm, wonder, she, I'm looking <laughs> if forward we were to... to playing Ultra Despair Girls because I want to know more about her. All right. Go ahead. Um, let's do Kyoko. And so Maddie, since you are Kyoko. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so for Kyoko, I am very similar to her. Like I, I got her on the personality test and I, I relate to her a lot. And I think that we are very similar. But I don't think we are the exact same personality type. Um, I ended up choosing for her one letter off from what I am. So I am an INTJ, which is the architect. And for her, I chose ISTJ, which is the logistician. Not the same, not to be confused with the logician, which is like, <laughs> that bothers me that those words are so similar, but they are, there's some key differences. Um, and it says they are practical and fact-minded individuals whose reliability cannot be doubted. And I think that's huge for her. You know, it says they have sharp fact-based minds. They prefer autonomy and self-sufficiency to reliance on someone or something. And that um, also describes her because she's fiercely independent. She rarely ever, like, talks to other people about what she's finding. Like, over the course of an investigation or throughout the game, like, She's kind of doing her own thing and she's extremely competent. She knows what she's doing. And she often comes in and rescues the trial and just says like, here's this evidence. Here's what this means. I mean, absolutely introvert for her, for sure. Um, absolutely a T. I mean, she's so logical. She's so like, you know, pushes down her emotions, like head over heart completely. I struggled in the S and N for her because she is so intuitive, but she also, I think, knows that intuition can go wrong and you need to be like facts, facts, facts in order to get stuff right. So I agreed. I got ISTJ. Um, I just want to point out actually that <laughs> I just actually want to point out, wow, this is rough. Um, I, okay. So I picked INTJ for That's her. Me. <laughs> and ends tend to be the people who take what is given to them and see the possible options. Mm. That is true. She does, she does think like, she says this at some point, like, you need to examine every single possibility and then be able to narrow it down to the one that's true. And, that and that, is true. that is such an end to go from big to, to little. That's true. S that's is still true. the opposite way. I mean, that's true. And that's the way that I think as well. I mean, when I'm solving these murders, when I'm going through Ding and Rump and playing them, I think, okay, what is every possible scenario that could have occurred? And then I think through each one of them and to narrow it back down. So yeah, going from large to small, kind of big picture to narrowing in maybe yeah that's that's how I work and I mean I'm an INTJ like I can speak to that that's yeah you might be right about that all right our king the man of the hour all right (laughs) also fun fact his um his last name Togami means three kings and his first name I'm pretty sure Byakuya 
means white knight. So for Byakuya, I am pretty confident after hearing confident. some side conf- uh, comments that we are not going to have the same thing. Oh, um, but I had ESTJ. Um, and reason being, ESTJs are the executive. And um, the description is that they're excellent administrators and they're unsurpassed at managing things or people. And that is the same type that I gave to Taka. And Caroline, you also gave to Taka. He, I think, is a phenomenal person, like people manager. Um, I think that he knows how to work people. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I actually felt really confident on this. Um, The thing that I thought we would disagree about was the I and the E. Um, mostly because that one, that took me a long time to pick between, but I did go with the E because I think he's a quiet extrovert. I don't think he's an introvert. I don't think he needs people as friends, but I think he needs people to lead. I think that he requires being ahead of people and you can't be ahead of people without having other people there. Um, so that was kind of why I pushed for E. Um, but I think you guys are probably going to say N. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'll just say, so I was split on INE as well. I had the toughest time figuring that one out. I ended up going with INTJ. I, I was thought he would either be an INTJ or an ENTJ. Me again. Yeah, <laughs> because you were saying how, yes, he needs people to control, but he also needs to know how to control them in a way that is able to be sort of like malleable in a way. Um, that I think the ends can see the possible opportunities of ways to play that out. Um, I actually definitely think I would change to an end, um, especially after discussing today. Not to cut you off, sorry, but um, I think I would go with ENTJ now, just because I do think he's playing the big game. I think that he is very much in the like in the future, seeing how he can affect this in the future, like getting back outside to his family, like that. I think is a huge part of how he acts, um, and finishing the game, winning the game. He's not thinking right here and now, and so I would definitely change to the end. So I also want to just read from the INTJ personality thing this is literally why I I picked INTJ over ENTJ because I was so in the middle and again it was late and I was like I need to go to bed I cannot toil over this anymore um (laughs) but here is literally I read this to uh, my partner who worked on this with me and he goes that's Byakuya here is the description it can be lonely at the top being one of the (laughs) rarest personality types and being among the most capable people architects know this all too well It can be difficult for architects to find people who can keep up with their nonstop analysis of things. People with this personality type are imaginative, yet decisive, ambitious, yet like their privacy, curious about everything, but remain focused. I want to kind of jump in and say that as an INTJ myself, there are some things that I, I mean, reading the description of the INTJ, the architect on that website, obviously, because that's my personality, I related to it a lot. There are definitely things that I can see fitting with Byakuya on there as well. And and one of it is talking about how like social norms, some social norms and customs and like small talk or like that kind of thing feel like a waste of time. And that, that I think could probably explain some of his bluntness and some of his coldness and just how he just sometimes just seems really mean. I don't, I'm not mean. Like I very much like don't think I'm a mean person, but um. I actually, for Byakuya, picked the same one as I picked for Kyoko, which is one letter off from mine, which is the ISTJ. I picked the logistician 
because um, now that I hear you guys talking about it, though, I can definitely see the N and I can definitely see the INTJ fitting for him. I think he is an introvert. I mean, Marin, I like what, a lot what you said about him needing other people because he needs to lead them. And I think that that might be very, very true, but I don't necessarily think that means he's an extrovert. So the reason I picked, I, I actually wasn't sure at first about picking the same personality type for Kyoko and Byakuya. But in hindsight, I kind of like it because I think that in a lot of ways, Byakuya and Kyoko are kind of two sides of the same coin, but the key difference between them is in what they value. And I think that for Kyoko, she values honesty and truth over everything. And that gives her kind of her unique, her own unique kind of personal integrity. But I think for Byakuya, he values himself. He values his success and his survival. And then that makes him kind of almost be like the antagonist of the game. So I don't, I think we're going to probably have to agree to disagree on this one. Um, Can I just also roll in one quick little thing? I think I'm in the boat of ENTJ now only because I'm looking at the website and Steve Jobs is an ENTJ. And (laughs) there's something about Steve Jobs that makes me think of Biakia. Do we feel that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's fair because ENTJ is the commander and that would make a lot of sense for him, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So that wraps up the Myers-Briggs for the characters from the first game. Uh, we hope you enjoyed and uh, we, we can't wait to hear your thoughts. But before we wrap up the episode for today, we have a nice round of Bed, Wed, Behead. And we are going to be doing the characters that are most like us based on our discussion. So for me, uh, unfortunately, we didn't end up with any ENFJs, but we're going to go with Hina. Uh, for Caroline, we've got Sakura. And uh, for Maddie, we've got Kyoko. So Hina, Sakura, Kyoko. And uh, whoever's whoever's ready can uh, get going. It's really tough this round because this Hina and one. Sakura are both real gems. And, and, and I always three of them. They're my girls too. Like they're all. There's not a bad option. I don't. Think, <laughs> which is yeah. Okay, I think I'm ready. I think that I would wed Kyoko. She's kind of got that enigma factor, and I would love to just delve into that for life. Um, <laughs> I would probably bed Sakura, um, which is a surprise because I know in a past episode I said that um, I would behead her, but um, Hina is not my type more than Sakura is not my type. Um, yeah, I think Hina's just a little too bubbly for me. Like, I love a good joyful person, but I, I think I just want something a little bit more realistic. I think I would marry Hina. Um, because we are both very um, driven by what we've chosen for our paths in life. And I really need a partner who will work for a relationship, but also understand that that is what is ultimately the priority. And I think we'd both be in that boat, but we would do it together. And we don't necessarily like the same things, but we support each other. You know what I mean? And so I think that that dynamic out of all of them would probably work the best for me, in my opinion. Um, I would bed... Kyoko. <laughs> she is beautiful. And yeah, that's all. Um, and I'm sorry, Sakura, I would behead you. I just think we're too similar to be married. And since I'm similar to Sakura, apparently it means that I could marry Hina. Just going to throw that out there. This one is so hard for me because all three of these characters, they're my girls <laughs> and I love them. God, this is hard. Um, okay. Don't hate me for this answer, but I think I would 
wed Kyoko just because I love her so much. Like, I love her. She's my favorite character in this game. And I just, I, I just, I'm in love with her. I just love her. Um, I think I would bed Hina and behead Sakura. And before you get totally upset with me, because I love Sakura so much, but my reasoning behind this is because Sakura would not want to live instead of Hina. Like, Sakura would rather, Sakura would die for Hina. Like, she clearly died for, like, everyone else. And I don't think that she would be okay with getting chosen to live over Hina. Like, that's literally my only reasoning for that. And I love her so much. And it, it's awful, like, an awful choice to make. But I, I think that, um, I think that she would be like, there's no way you're killing one of these other two. Like, I'm going to give my life for them. Like, literally for that reason. I think is I, I would make that choice. All right. Well, that wraps things up for us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you will share this podcast with all of your Danganronpa fans and friends and family. Um, if you want more Danganronpa content, please check us out on Facebook. Uh, we have a page you can like and a special page you can be added into if you'd like even more content. Uh, we will be posting our uh, Myers-Briggs tables from this episode on our Facebook and we hope you'll check them out. Leave your comments, leave your questions. Um, and we also have an Amino uh, Rumpa account. So check us out at Ultra Hope Girls Pod. We can't wait to see you there and get to know you guys. Um, and I think that wraps things up. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.